Hey, this is Claire Chandler with Talent Boost. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and we're at episode 167. It's kind of a rerun back. Um, I did a, a joint interview with Claire and one of her partners, Ben Baker. And But I, after interviewing both of them, I wanted to get them to sit down with me individually. And Claire uh, generously carved out some time to do that. And I'm so glad that she did. Uh, she's the author of The Whirlpool Effect. Um, she's all about motivating leaders. Um, she wants to work with companies that are having problems scaling and because she can push through those barriers to help them level up. Uh, one takeaway that I really got from this was she said, the biggest enemy in your life can be the two words, if only. So she's going to tell you to F the if. So this is such a fun interview. I love Claire. She's my Jersey connection. And I cannot wait for you to learn from her. It's a free masterclass. So sit back, relax, take some notes, because here comes my good friend, Claire Chandler from The Talent Boost. Let's level up. Hey, hey, time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. It is Scott Ferguson. And a little bit ago, you probably got a, which hasn't really dropped yet, but it will drop uh, with Claire and her partner, Ben. I did an interview and then I wanted to also come back and do individual interviews. And I have Claire Chandler here with Talent Boost. Um, she will, if you're dealing with growing pains and it's something's holding back your business, Claire is the person that's going to help you blast through. You know, she's been working with many diverse startups and corporations over the last 25 years. Looking at the screen, you cannot believe that she's been working with people for that long at that level. But hey, that's that's okay too. Um, it's a great compliment for you, Miss Claire. Uh, she's experienced <laughs> that most companies fall apart once they've started to scale. So basically, once they start ramping up and going, is where they're going to really need the help to keep leveling up. And as and as a solution to this business time bomb, she created the Whirlpool Effect, a revolutionary way to align your leaders and teams around a unifying vision that attracts, retains, and motivates the right talent to achieve your mission. Claire's simple yet powerful process is helping many companies find and fix bottlenecks that are choking their business performance so they can rapidly scale without growing pains. It's time to grow into the leader your people will want and can't wait to follow. And Claire, thank you so, so much for coming on. I know I've asked you this before, but before you introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today Varsity Squad, what's your favorite color and why? Uh, green. Green. And why? Why green? I don't, I don't know why. I've always been uh, attracted more to the greens and blues, the, the jewel tones, probably because my eyes are green. I was I just going to say, it's in your color wheel. It makes those gorgeous <laughs> eyes of yours pop, which is fantastic. Good for there you. you go. Good for you. So let's get to the origins of Claire. Let's let's get to, were you in corporate America ever? Or what What, what was your story I, that had you kind of bump yeah. into the talent boost? I, I was. So I am a corporate survivor. Um, I spent, uh, after, by the way, finishing college and swearing I was never going to work in corporate. Um, so, you know, you learn quickly that never is, is not a word you should <laughs> have in your vocabulary for, you know, a bunch of reasons. Um, but lo and behold, that's where the, the job offers were. And that's where, you know, the, the, the learnings were. So I spent close to 20 years in corporate, um, you know, doing everything from, uh, you know, do, doing uh, packaging of environmental impact statements 
for an environmental engineering company. That was my first job out of college. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Just kidding. That, you know, with, a, with a pile of drool on a, on a big binder of, uh, of environmental impact statements, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? So, uh, so moved on from there. Um, and my, you know, my corporate career journey took me from communications and marketing and, um, you know, all, all of that sort of stuff, branding, um, into customer relations. I worked, uh, in customer service for, for a couple of years and then, you know, found my way through the side door, uh, into HR, um, where I, you know, started out in, uh, employee training and development that morphed into, you know, all things, recruiting, staffing, talent management, leadership development, uh, executive coaching, um, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards around, sure. um, just talent development and, and, and pipelines. Um, and then the last year that I was in corporate, I was being groomed for, um, a higher level executive position. The, uh, the senior VP of HR at the time, uh, was on about a two year retirement window and was, uh, kind of grooming me um, you know, as, as one of the potential candidates to, to sort of take over for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I moved into more of a, of a VP of HR role, um, okay. where I was doing, you know, soup to nuts, um, uh, HR oversight for, uh, for a big division. Um, it was one, it was, it was great. It was great experience. And it was great because it validated that, that that was exactly where I did not want to take my career. Um, so that was in, uh, by 2011. Um, you know, I kind of took the decision that uh, this isn't for me. Life's too short to kind of, you know, stay on this on this track, on this runaway train, and sure. uh, you know, kind of just took my chances and went out in the uh, consulting world. So curious, what did your family think about that? Because you're probably pretty well paid in your position, right? You I know, was. okay. So in compensated and whatnot, and benefits and all that jazz. Like, what did your family think about the decision to kind of work into stepping away from the corporate world, and helping people level up? Yeah. So, um, my family and, and the other folks who knew me best, um, first of all, knew they were not going to talk me out of this, but they also <laughs> knew what I had been going through personally. So, um, earlier that year, so in 2011, um, I was, um, you know, traveling like crazy, you know, remember, remember the days when you could actually go on an airplane and you didn't have to worry about, you <laughs> sure. know, wearing the, the, uh, the cone of silence around your head. Right. Um, and so I was, you know, I was traveling every, every week I was working, like, you know, going 150 miles an hour, just trying to, um, fulfill the role, you know, that I was in, but also because it was a bit of a stretch role for me, it was really challenging both physically and mentally and, okay. um, you know, all in a good way, but, you know, kind of long story short, um, I was having some medical issues and went and had some tests and found out I had cancer. Oh. And it was like, so, I mean, you go from 150 miles an hour traveling all the time to you, you have no choice. You mm-hmm. have to take a month off of work. You have to get surgery to get, you know, what, what ended up being three tumors removed from me. Wow. Um, you know, and, and then everything from kind of, you know, the, the, the recovery, the follow-up treatment, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was, you know, what was the most challenging year for me, you know, in terms of that also ended up being the most transformative year. Um, because after the surgery, after the follow-up treatments, I still had that, you know, that, that period of silence where I was home, I was away from work and I was just focused on my recovery. Sure. And in that silence, this voice that had been trying to get my attention for months, finally, you know, sat up and, and, and made me take notice. And it asked me the question, you know, are you doing what you're talent, what you're, what you're passionate about? Um, and the answer was no. And, right. you know, when, when you have an answer like that, 
when it's mm-hmm. that clear, you have to do something with that. Sure. Right. And Absolutely. so, you know, cancer diagnosis, I mean, I'll skip to the end on, in terms of that. I am completely cancer free now. You know, that all worked out. Right. So that's cool. Um, but it was such a great, um, you know, adversity is kind of like a, like a scratch off card, right? Sure. Like you don't, you don't know until you kind of are handed something like that. Right. What's underneath the surface. Reveals it's, that it's, character it, too. It yeah. reveals, you know, you, you've got a reservoir of strength you didn't know you had sure. because guess what? You've got no choice, right? You can't just ignore this. You can't just say, you know what? The morning of surgery, yeah, I don't feel like going. Um, that wasn't an option, right? <laughs> right. Um, you know, and, and you also, un, you know, you also understand very clearly that you're not alone. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of going through all of that, I decided after I came back to work, listen, you know, this I have been fortunate enough to build a great career in a company that I had been there for almost 15 years. Right. I had a bunch of different career changes there, customer service, communications, branding, you know, HR, et cetera. But I was like, I've got to take my shot because yeah. if I, if I wait, right. You know, I don't have enough experience or, you know, I don't have enough contacts to kind of go out on my own and, and do consulting. I knew that if I waited, I was going to blink and it was going to be, 10 years down the road. Right. Um, and this was in 2011. So that 10 year mark sure. is almost up. Right. right? And you're going to, you're, you're going to, you're going to wait for like the most opportune moment to take your shot. Right. And if you wait for perfection, it doesn't come. Right. It's sort right. of like, I'm going to wait for the ideal time to have kids or to, you know, start a side hustle or to, you know, do this, that, or the uh, travel the world. If those are your dreams, if that's your goal, go take your shot because you know, it, you, you, you blink and you're going to miss it. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, so my family knew what I had gone through. Sure. Um, the, the people who knew me best, what I had knew, what I had been kind of struggling with. Um, and so, no, they, you know, they were, they were fully supportive. It was the people kind of on the fringes of that mm-hmm. who saw what you just commented on, which is, wait, you're on an executive track. You were yeah. probably doing well from a compensation perspective. I was working in an industry that was super stable. Sure. Um, you know, and so like I had a going away party at work because I've been there for close to 15 years. Right. And my parents came to it and people kept pulling aside my mom going, is she sure she knows what she's doing? Like, yeah, they lived a scripted life, way? you know? Absolutely. Yeah. They have that. Absolutely. They, there's no ill will, but they're like crabs in a bucket where you're getting out and they're <laughs> kind of pulling you back in. And, and that kind yeah. of segue into this is, you know, what do you think makes a great leader? Um, you know, for, for me, and if you had asked me that when I first started started out, I would not have had this this answer. But, but mm-hmm. kind of doing the work that I've done, um, there, there's really two key things to me. They are self awareness mm-hmm. and authenticity. Um, and you know, on the surface, that sounds so simplistic. No, it's but when you right. But when yeah, I mean, when you think about it, the greatest leaders are not the ones who are so charismatic. They're just like snake oil salesmen, mm-hmm. right? They're the people who are really in touch with who they are and what they are not and are, you know, are authentic to their genuine style, their genuine skill set. They're, you know, they've got this openness about, um, you know, where they want to take their business and by extension, where they want to be their people. And those are the leaders who are going to get people to rally around them. I love it. I love it. So when you're bringing in a company to coach them or help them level up or even individuals, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of your secret sauce, but what is something that you do to help them find their blind spot? Yeah. So, um, 
the, the first thing I always work on with, uh, with an individual leader, um, you know, and I, and I try to get in with a company and work from the top down because that's typically where, um, you know, that's where, when they're trying to grow, when they're trying to scale, when they're trying to expand, that's where they're hitting their head the most. And most of those companies don't recognize it. Right. So, um, you know, to me, the, the, the greatest impact on a company's culture is the behavior of its leaders. It's not, well, culture is built from the ground up. Culture it only looks like it's built from the ground up because employees are watching what the leaders do. So, you know, the, the first step for me in working with any company um, is really kind of holding up that mirror um, to, to get those leaders at that level of self-awareness that they're going to need in term, you know, to, to grow. You can't grow if you're not willing to take risks, but right. you can't just flail, right? right? You've got to have a very strategic intent in terms of where you're going to grow, why you want to grow, and equally important, um, what your gaps are, right? Mm-hmm. What your gaps are as an individual leader trying to get you know, the, these people to follow you in the right direction, um, and what the gaps are as a company. And you can't do that without a real uh, genuine deep awareness of the, the talent that you have, the skills you can leverage, and the key gaps that you need to address. Okay. So if you are going into a company and you might be brought in by the CEO, the, the top leader, there's that person that's below him that kind of runs it. How do you deal with their ego? Because they're going to come in. I, I do it too. You know, I, I coach mm-hmm. high-level executives and companies. Like how, what is your technique or skill that you use to, you know, cause you're going to be dealing with a person, not so much the CEO. CEO is going to sit you down and say, Hey, we're bringing in talent boost. Let's rock and roll. Let's level up. How do you deal with that person? That's just under him. They're subordinate. That uh, is really the one that oversees the 20, 30, hundred people. Yeah. Um, and it happens every, every time. single yeah. time. Yep. There is always one senior leader, um, you know, it, and, and a lot of times it's more than one, but there's always that one senior leader in the room who says, I just don't get it. I'm not totally on board. I don't see why culture is such a big deal, or I don't see why, you know, he had to bring in some outside help. Um, I literally just went through this last week. So I'm sitting down with a new client and the CEO brought me in. Um, we had some, some really good um, background foundational discussions um, you know, between myself and the CEO, mm-hmm. because that's the first barrier you have to kind of overcome, right? Sure. You have to get the CEO um, to that point of self-awareness enough to say, what got us here isn't going to get us there. And I, I personally, as a CEO, need somebody to hold my feet to the fire to make sure I am showing up and leveling up myself as a type of leader that my people deserve <laughs> and who, you know, that they're right. going to want to follow. Um, and that's kind of hurdle one. That's great. But like you said, and you've just described, you, you, don't, you didn't win the war just because you got the CEO's endorsement. In fact, you just encountered <laughs> the next hurdle and it's usually a big one, you know, yes. or, or it's sort of the, uh, you know, what's that kind of crawl you do in the military under the barbed wire sure. and shoot, you know, live rounds over your head. Um, that's that first senior leadership team meeting because it's not enough for the CEO to plop Claire into the middle of the room and say, <laughs> she's the one who's got all the answers. Right. Um, the reality is one, that's not going to fly because right. these people are the, you know, the, the, the biggest adults you've got in the room, so to speak. Right. And they need to be um, respected enough to sign off on 
you know, this decision. And they have to get to a point of self-awareness where they say, yes, she gets us, she can take us to where we want to go. Um, But the other piece of that is that, you know, that's kind of the great myth of us leadership consultants is that we have all the answers. I don't have, you know, you, you, you talked about secret sauce and Mm -hmm. we all have some approach that is unique. Otherwise we would not be able to make it doing what we're doing. But the reality is the answers aren't coming out of me. They're coming out of you. And what's great about, you know, people like us and the work that we do is we have a unique ability to pull those answers out of you. Right. Um, Not give them the answers. Exactly. It's, it's, it's help them find those answers in ways that left to their own devices, they're not going to be able to do. Gotcha. So what do you think, what do you think? the one thing is that people misunderstand the most about Claire? Um, gosh, there's probably so many things people misunderstand about me. You know, I, I'll, I'll sum it up like this. The, the greatest compliment I have gotten to date from a client, and this is someone that I have known since my corporate days, um, and, and asked me to come in and help him build his next company. Um, he recently said, Claire is... Um, always calm in a crisis, always creative in solving problems, and is always professional, but only when it's necessary. Uh, <laughs> and what I love about that is, you know, I've known him for so long, and he is um, as you know irreverent and non-corporate as I am. Um, and people, if they don't fully understand that, um, you know, the the way to get unstuck in your company and how to scale the right way and how to bring the right people into your organization onto your team and, and help, you know, and, and want to enthusiastically contribute. Right. Um, you don't get there by acting quote unquote professional. And right. you certainly don't get there by acting corporate. Um, you know, the, the, the corporate <laughs> mindset, right. Kind of, um, and I, and I always laughed at this, like every corporation, every corporation, regardless of size, regardless of history advertises that their culture is entrepreneurial. And right. that they're looking for people who are innovative, who are willing to take risks and are right. entrepreneurial, right? And what's the first thing they, they freaking do? They, they hire them, they stuff the resume in a drawer, and they say, this is the box that you get to play in. Yeah. And don't jump out of that box and don't color outside of the lines. Right. So the hypocrisy of that is really what's holding back companies big and small. Got it. So they got to, so are you saying that? They should loosen the reins a little bit and let the their imaginations kind of take over and help the company maybe add value to the company. Because I, I mean, I, I just feel a good leader of a company or a CEO needs to really go and ask what what everybody, all their underlings, for lack of a better term, would like to see. You know, yeah. and I and I say that I get a lot of brushback from that because I didn't get here by being asked. But I'll tell you what, you can change the culture and yeah. by showing love because asking, you might not take what they say and implement it, but at least you're getting, you know, certain guidance for right. the right way. So, I mean, your, your thoughts on, uh, you, you, would you, with the talent boost, do you have the leaders kind of go out and ask their subordinates maybe for what they're, they'd like to see different or what would help level up? Yeah, that, that's a, it is a huge component to, to what I do is that um, I'll, I'll simplify it by calling it a feedback loop, but it's not that simplistic. Right, right. Um, but we, we, we kind of, so, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the, 
one of the middle stages of my work with them. And, I, and the reason I say that is because if you just sort of invite them after the first meeting, your senior leaders, to go out and, and start talking to their employees in a different way and ask them for input, um, you, you really are just opening up the fire hose without any real um, understanding of why you're asking the question, what you're looking for in receiving that, you know, that input and what you intend to do with it. Um, so I do a lot of groundwork with the leaders that I work with prior to kind of setting them free to actually interact with employees mm -hmm. in a different way. Because communication is, is absolutely critical, mm -hmm. but it's got to be done the right way. Because communication, you know, with, with a poor intention, a bad focus, you know, or lack of clarity, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, it's going to drive the people you want to stay out the door it right will. conversely if you if you focus on clarity which is the very first so we kind of work on self-awareness a bit sure well self-awareness really, should be first i always it's, say it's absolutely yeah. first yeah. um you know but but you know you you mentioned before do i just kind of loosen the reins and let them um practically run amok um and the answer to that is it is a hard no right. because that doesn't work in every culture Right. And we don't know what your culture is like until I kind of get in there, get in there and, and really understand sure. what's authentic, right? right? Are you really an entrepreneurial culture or do you just say that because everybody says that? Um, and some are, right? right. But, but some absolutely are not. So it's about getting clarity around um, why you your particular business exists in the first place. Sure. Why you, each of you leaders around the, the, around the circle are in the role that you're in. Right. And why that matters to the business. Once you kind of understand, you know, what you're in business about and why that matters, you're about 80% of the way there, there you right? are. To, to building right. a business because the rest of it is around, okay, now we're crystal clear. Now we're completely aligned at the leadership level. Now we can go out and talk to employees, not to impart the two stone tablets, you know, coming down the mountain with your 10 commandments, sure. but really to understand we are now in alignment at the highest levels of the company Love in it. ways we never were before. And we are Love now it. crystal clear on what that horizon is that we're aiming toward. Now let me share that with you. And I want you to tell me what that means to you. Yeah. That shows now being, you're having meaningful conversations. Yeah. It's being in love with what you do in the service of the people that you serve and, and that also love what you do as well. So yeah, I thank you for sharing that. So I asked you this before, but I want to get your uh, take again, but we're going to get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly again. We're going to go back to the 22, 23 year old Claire. I don't know if there's Chandler there, but go back to Claire. It was not. <laughs> okay. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on her to help her level up, kind of push through and uh, maybe shorten the learning curve a little bit? Yeah, I love that question. Um, it, it, and it's, I don't know if it's ironic or just kind of, you know, predictable that it's a lot of the advice that I give leaders now, right? Um, it's, it's, it's yes, the self-awareness, but, you know, I was, I was always an introverted kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I spent a lot of time kind of doing my own, you know, pursuits. I mean, we had friends, you know, down the block, we were always getting together to play spud or play, play right, you know, right. graveyard or whatever. Um, but other than that, you know, we didn't have, we were, I was the last kid on the block to get cable, let alone mm -hmm. an Atari, you know, game, right. game controller. Um, we what are you telling her? Stuff. Yeah. So it's like, so, so for me, it's, um, it, the self-awareness piece was never really an issue. It mm -hmm. was the authenticity. And what I mean by that is I had to give myself permission to be my goofy, sarcastic, um, irreverent self and not try to fit within the box that corporate handed me to say, this is what you play in. Love and that. I didn't do that at 23. 
At 23, I was proving myself and paying my dues and this and that, and all that's important. But I did that and also held myself in check. Sure. So, you know, the, the, the 49 year old would tell the 23 year old, it, you know, you, you don't have to worry about the self-awareness. You're almost too Mm self-aware You need to be authentic to that and be your goofy self, because that's going to attract the right businesses, the right opportunities, the right people to your, to your orbit. Love it. And so let's get to our dash then, you know, that little line between your incarnation date and expiration date. How do you want Claire to be remembered in that dash, the epitaph or your legacy? Uh, You know, that, that family was always first. Um, You know, you, you have used the word love a couple Mm -hmm. of times here. And I love that because you keep using it in the context of business. I want everybody that I have come across um, in my personal life, my family life, my professional life to know that, that I acted out of love and out of service to that love. Love it. That, that, that's, you know, my, my coach, you know, I, I go through the extreme leadership kind of with Steve Farber, you know, um, and it's love is everything to me, yep. no matter what it is in life, whether it's with my lady or with my friends and, and whatnot, there's a genuine love that I have for them. And it took me a minute to really yeah. understand what that was, but that comes with wisdom and age and whatnot. And with that, if you could be one age for the rest of your life physically, while still being able to level up with your wisdom and whatnot, what age physically, physically, if you could stay that age for the rest of your life, what would it be? 17. 17. Okay. I love it. I'm a 28 to 32 guy, but 17 is good. But I'll tell you what, 17, 18, and she'll be able to gain wisdom. You have no problem getting out of bed. You feel fantastic. Exactly. You're your, rocking your and knees rolling. Don't, your knees don't crack like popcorn. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> love it. So what's three things Claire can't live without? Um, my chinchilla, who is okay. my, uh, my, my office mate. He's sleeping right now, fortunately, because okay. otherwise he starts barking. It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> Just, you know, that my, my family, and that's kind of all inclusive. It's my, mm-hmm. it's my husband, my parents, et cetera. Um, and, and just a fulfilling day, whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, working with great clients or having a great golf round with my dad, like just a fulfilling day. Love it. I love it. So what would your definition of a life well live be? Um, play, I'm going to say playing full out. Um, you know, and I'll, and I'll just kind of zone in a little bit professionally when I am with a client, I leave it all out on the field, um, you know, to the point where if I'm, you know, if I'm spending a full day with a client that next day, I've got to schedule in total me time because the adrenaline, the adrenaline (laughs) rush is amazing. But I don't know if you experienced this, like after that, it's like, I've got to refill the bucket, you know? Oh yeah. Um, So yeah, that's kind of big for me. I used to do podcast interviews on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm sorry, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I'll tell you what, I get up for these. If you haven't noticed, you're like, I'm ready to rock. But if I'm having to do it two days in a row, uh, the, the Wednesday people were getting the, the shitty end of the stick versus yeah, they're, what they're I'm giving my Tuesday. Full, yes, they're not yeah. getting you playing full out. And it's right. not lack of desire. It's, it's, lack of the, it's lack of the 17-year-old or 28-year-old yeah. body. Exactly. You know Exactly. I love that. I love that. So as we wind things down here a little bit, Claire, we like to do our leveling up lightning round. Okay. And these are quick answers. Five seconds, no explanations. You ready to level up? Yep. Here we go. What is the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Uh, I would say stop second guessing your gut and just go out and, and take the leap. 
Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. I have finally figured out that uh, I, I had to break the automatic patterns of immediately starting my day by going straight to my computer, opening my email, and putting out fires. I now spend the first couple of hours every morning um, doing uh, mindfulness Love it. and reflection. I Love forgot it. I wasn't uh, supposed to explain. Sorry. <laughs> other than your book, The World Pro Effect, which we'll get to in a minute, and like not the flavor of the month or what you're reading exactly right now, but what's the one book, if I'm in my doldrums, you're like, Fergie, read this book. Yeah, uh, Brene Brown, Dare to Lead. There you go. Love that book. So what's your most commonly used emoji? Uh, smiley face. Smiley face. Love it. Love it. Favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time and or money to? American Cancer Society. Love it. Thank you for saying that. And lastly, which you've answered it before, and I remember what you said, but what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? 80s. There you go. Big hair, don't care. You and I are the same age, so it's like <laughs> we rock that. Love it, love it, love it. How can we find you, Claire? Uh, best way to find me is clairechandler.net. Okay, clairechandler.net. And Squad, she's also written a book, which you can find it on Amazon, or even her website may be even a better place to go, but it's called The World Pearl Effect. She dropped a couple of years ago, and I know she has another book coming out with Ben, or it's out as well right now. It but is out now, yep. We're, we're talking about Claire right now, and what I want to do for you is the first person that comments on either the Time to Shine Today Facebook page, LinkedIn, Twitter post, whatnot, I want to give you a free book signed by Claire, and the way that works is I'll purchase the book, send it to Claire, Claire will sign it, and hopefully she'll take care of the postage to mail it out to you. Um, if not, I can bend more of the money, but ha I think she'll be okay. To do that. <laughs> okay. Um, but she'll mail it out to you and it'll be signed directly to you. So make sure that you uh, go on comment and then we can get that book out to you as soon as possible. And Claire, leave us with one last knowledge and I'll get you on us to take with us, um, internalize and take action on. Uh, the, the biggest enemy in your life, professionally or personally are two words. They are if only, and that is what holds many, many people back from um, taking the leap that their gut tells them to take. You know, if, if only I were younger, if only I had more money saved, if only I had more experience, if only I had this. And what I say to you when the if only's come is F the if. F the if. I love that. And squad, you just had basically a free masterclass with my really good friend, Claire Chandler here, who is a corporate survivor. You know, she found a voice in the silence that she had when she was going through a very precarious situation. You know, she's going to remind us to not wait for perfection and to take your shot, um, to be self-aware and to be authentic. And with that authentic, uh, authenticity, um, she wants us to be in touch with who we are and also realize who we are not. You know, she's going to tell us that company culture starts from the top down, not the grassroots bottom, but from the top down. So if you're a leader and you think that you can level up your culture, or your culture needs leveling up, please get with me. I'd love to make an introduction to Claire. You know, she's going to give yourself permission, again, back to authenticity, to be yourself. Give yourself that permission to be yourself, to play full out. Stop second guessing. And remember that the worst, biggest enemy is the two words, if only. So her advice is to F the if. And I love that. And Claire, you've earned your varsity letter here at the Varsity Squad. Time to shine today. Thank you so much for coming on. You level up your health. You level up your wealth. You're a beautiful person inside and out. Thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait to do some collaboration in the future. Thanks, Scott. Same here. Let's absolutely do it. Yay. Talk soon.
All right. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.